Thank you for joining us here at Connect this morning. If it's your very first time, welcome. We are thrilled to have you here. My name's Dave. I'm the lead pastor. If it's your 101st time, we are just as thrilled to have you here as well. So thank you for coming out here this morning. Thanks to those of you who are joining us online. Um, now, I know here at Connect, we have uh, a wide variety of folks who, uh, who attend. We have some folks who, uh, this is kind of new, you know, attending church on a regular basis. And then others of you, you like from the day you were born, your mom and dad took you to church, you grew up in church, you know, you're very familiar uh, with the things of church. Uh, and some of you this morning are gonna recognize the uh, clip I'm about to show because uh, years ago, Years ago, there were some uh, great theologians, some great Bible teachers that helped us understand the complex things of God and spirituality. And uh, as we check out this clip, some of you were like, I've never seen this before, and I've missed out on some amazing biblical teaching brought to us by these wonderful people. Is that music? I'm busy, busy, dreadfully busy. You've no idea what I have to do. Busy, busy, shockingly busy. Much, much too busy for you. Oh. Yes, that was a singing asparagus. Um, <laughs> Helping us understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus, a cucumber or a pickle of some sort was in the ground. There was a tomato. There was lots of other characters in the Veggie Tales world, and they were wonderful. But but those of you who have seen those uh, cartoons before, those animations before, uh, may remember that one. Some of you are going to be singing that song all day long. It's a great little song. I'm busy, busy, extremely busy, um, much too busy for you. And the truth is, it was um, uh, in a little parody they did of the the story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus told, but um, it's very true in our lives, isn't it? If we're honest with ourselves and we look at our lives and our schedules, probably every one of us could say in some area we're too busy. And that's why uh, we're kicking off 2023 with a brand new series called First Things First. In our busy lives, what does it look like to make sure that we're putting first things first? So last week, um, I introduced the series by uh, introducing you to these two jars of rocks and sand and pebbles uh, to illustrate what our lives look like. If you weren't here, I'll just recap briefly. I won't do the whole experiment again, but basically the, the large rocks, they represent uh, the big things in our life. That might be our relationship with God, our family, some of the most important things that we have in our our lives. The smaller rocks are the, these are important, but not quite as important. So that might be your job. Uh, it could be a sport you play, your education, you go to school. Then you've got these smaller rocks, that just things that keep you busy. I've got to pay the bills. I've got to cut the grass, uh, run my kids around, whatever it might be. And then, of course, the sand is just our free time, the fun time we have. That's why it's blue. I mean, look at that. How fun is that sand? Look at it. It's like turquoise sand. So that's all the fun things that happen in our life. And we learned last week that in this jar, when we put the two large rocks, there are two large rocks in this jar. They're kind of hidden right now. We, when we put them in first, there was then room to add the, large, the, the smaller rocks and then the smallest rocks and then the sand. In this jar, we started out with the sand and then we added the smaller rocks and then the larger rocks. And then when it came time to add the most important rocks of all, they didn't both fit. And sometimes our life can be like that. We can have every intention of putting these things first, making these things the most important things in our life, the first things first. 
But because of the busyness, I'm busy, busy, extremely busy, we end up putting all the wrong things in first and then we run out of space for the important things in our life. So last week, we, we looked at the first rock and we talked about God, our relationship with God, how really that should have a priority in our lives. That should be one of the very first rocks that goes in our jar. This week, we're gonna talk about family. We're gonna talk about family because I think that is quite an important rock, quite a large rock that we should consider in our lives. Now, by family, it's a small word, but it covers a number of relationships in our lives. It could be your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings. It could even be your nephews and nieces, your grandchildren. Every one of us here this morning has some kind of family dynamic in our lives. And the quality of those relationships all comes down to a couple of things. It comes down to the size of the rock, how important we've determined family is in our lives, and the priorities that it gets. The priorities that these, these family um, dynamics in our life get. So for some here this morning, 2023 might just be the year that we need to reevaluate the size of some of the rocks in our lives. Because maybe, for example, work is a large rock, it's important, but we've allowed it to become so important and keep us so busy that people looking on may think that our work is more important than our family more important than our spouse or our kids. And the irony of this is you'd say, the reason I work so hard is I want to provide for my family. And yet in working so hard and doing so much, it's actually our families that sometimes suffer. Last week, we discovered that Jesus said, uh, Matthew tells us this in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Put God first, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So he kind of laid the groundwork there saying that um, one of the biggest rocks we should have, one of the most important decisions is to seek God. And for me, I strive to do that. I've actually made a decision personally to make God the biggest rock in my life, bigger even than my family. And the reason I do that is because I think if I put God first, I'll be a better husband. I'll be a better father. I'll be a better family member. I love and care about my family so much that I wanna make sure that my relationship with God is the best it can be so that my relationship with them can also be good. So the largest rock I have is my relationship with God, but I've made this decision to make the, the next largest rock in my life, my family, my wife, and my kids. Bigger even than my work. Now, as you know, my work is I'm the lead pastor here at Connect Church. Uh, that, that job kind of entails many things, but, but basically I feel like God's called me as the lead pastor to kind of care for the spiritual needs of the people that call Connect Church their church home, to look out for how we can as a church impact this community and the world in which we're in. I mean, these are, these are pretty important things. And I know that many of you this morning find yourselves in similar situations where your job is more than just paying the bills. Some of you, your job is a calling, it's something you love to do. You're passionate about. It's a really important job that you do. So my issue, and maybe for some of you here this morning, it's your issue as well, isn't my determination to make God the biggest rock in my life and then my family the next biggest rock. It's having a plan to make sure that I keep my family in that important spot, in that, that place of priority. Because you see, I have every intention of doing that every week. 
with Casey, my wife, with my children. But what I find is there's always something that comes up here at Connect that can keep me busy. There are needs and demands of the, of the job, of the calling that can very easily keep me busy. And if I'm not careful, what ends up happening is my, my jar, my life, looks a bit more like this. So that intention I had to, to make family a huge priority in my life is there, but when it comes time to actually apply in it, I've run out of space. And if you weren't here last week, you'd have missed this, but these jars have literally the exact same amount. I had cups of stones and I poured them in. It's not like this one's got less and this one's got more. They've got exactly the same amount. The only difference is the order in which you add the elements. And because this one started out with the, the small things, the busyness of life, when it came time to add the most important things, there wasn't room. So this morning, maybe you relate to that as well. Maybe it's not that you haven't determined that family is going to be an incredibly important part of your life. You've just discovered that while that's your intention, it seems that every week you're just trying to fit that in. You're trying to find time with your spouse or with your kids or with your family. And, and you've got that intention, but it's just, it always seems to be that it never quite fits. So what can we do to change that? What can we do to make it a priority in our life, to get first things first? When it comes to relationships, I think the answer is pretty simple, whether it's spouse, kids, grandkids, whoever it might be, I think the simple answer is time. Time, it's finding time for those important people in your lives. And I know this to be true because um, when, we, when we see examples of this, it, it gets us in the heart because we know it to be true. So a friend of mine... Um, from back at another church we used to attend. Uh, a while back, he, he contacted me and he says, hey, Ad, we need to meet for lunch. And hey, we talk through some stuff. He goes, because I've got this TikTok account and I just did this, this random video and suddenly everyone is watching it. So I'm gonna show you the video then I'll tell you a bit more about it. Check this out. together this little video, put some Elton John music behind it, thinks, you know, some of my friends might think this is cool, they'll kind of connect with it. 19 million people have now watched this video. He's like, dude, everyone has commented on this video. And I'm like, it's because you've hit a nerve here. You've hit a, a, a response here in families where they're realizing, man, it's amazing how quickly time can go. It's amazing how quickly time can go and the most important people in our lives, the loved ones, we, we kind of look back and, and none of us are perfect. We're all gonna look back and say, oh, I wish I could have done this better. I wish I could have done more here. But we can all take a look at these rocks and say, okay, what can I do? Moving forwards, what can I do to make sure that the rock that represents the family around me, the people I love, is large enough? Zig Ziglar once said, to a child, love is spelt T-I-M-E. And it's true. But I think we need to dig a little bit deeper than that. Because think about it. Um, let's look at these pictures for a second. Look at this first picture here. Now let's look at this next picture. I mean, it could be said that these parents are spending time with their children, couldn't it? Let's look at this third picture. It could be said that this, this spouse is spending time with his wife. This husband is spending time here with his wife. 
But the reality is there's a little bit different, isn't there, than, than being together and what that time together looks like. So I think we need to be a bit more specific this morning. And I think there are two ways this morning we can look at this large rock of family and how to make it a priority over the, the smaller rocks and the sand. And those two ways are to be intentional, come up with a strategy to use our time to connect and our time to grow. What would it look like if from today onwards we became more intentional, we made first things first here and said, when it comes to family, I'm going to be very intentional here at using my time to connect with my family and time to grow. So let's look first at time to connect. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by time to, to actually connect? There's a great book written by a pastor and an author by the name of John Ortberg. The title is Everybody's Normal Till You Get to Know Them. Great title for a book. So true. Everybody's normal until you get to know them. It's a wonderful book about community and relationships. And in it, he talks about some research that was conducted by a man named Edward Hallowell at the Harvard University Medical School. And in this research, his team determines that the two most powerful, meaningful experiences in our life are achieving and connecting. When you boil down our lives, the two most important things that drive us in life are, are achieving and connecting. In the book, he explains that achieving has to do with our accomplishments. It's the winning contests, pursuing career success, financial milestones, reaching our goals. And connecting has, of course, to do with our relational world, the people we are close to and the ones we love, our family. And according to the lead researcher, our society is becoming more and more devoted to and obsessed with and enslaved by achieving while at the same time becoming increasingly bankrupt when it comes to connecting. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm saying achieving is a bad thing here this morning. But the truth is that the old saying goes, nobody on their deathbed looks back on their life and wishes they'd spent more time in the office. We don't, do we? When we, when we reflect back on our lives, it's not the, the things we did that we're achieving. It's probably the things that we, we did that were connecting that we wish we'd spent more time on. And the crazy thing is, we're going to learn this morning that despite not having a spouse or children of his own, Jesus was a great example to all of us of what it looks like to truly connect with the people you love, to truly have a connection with those who are closest to you. To Jesus, it was his disciples. There were 12 guys who spent three years of their lives with Jesus and had this intimate, close relationship. They were like family to him. So let's look at how Jesus made, made that time to connect a large rock in his life. I think there's a great illustration of this. Uh, we read about it in John's account of Jesus' life, at the very end of Jesus' life, in John chapter 13. Listen to this. It says, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and will return to God. So he got up from the table, he took off his robe, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and he poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet 
drying them with the towel he had around them. Now think about this. Maybe you've heard that story before, that account of the life of Jesus before. This took place the night before Jesus was about to die. And he knew this. He knew this was his last night on earth, his last time to be with his disciples, those who are closest to him. He's with them. He's, they're like family to him, and he's washing their feet. Foot washing in those days was a menial task, and here's Jesus, the leader, serving his followers, his friends, his family. He is washing their feet. Now, you may have heard this story before and thought the lesson to be learned here was the, um, what it means to humbly serve one another. And I think that's true. I think that is the lesson. I think that is what Jesus wanted his disciples to learn through this act of service. But it's not what he was trying to teach them. It was when he was teaching them this. I mean, think about it. Surely he could have made better use of his time as his last hours on earth were counting down. But he chose in those moments to take time to connect with what was a large rock in Jesus' life. And it obviously had an impact on the disciples because John, one of Jesus' disciples, one of the men who sat there looking down as Jesus washed his feet, he wrote these words. Years later, he wrote about this account, this encounter with Jesus. And listen to what he said at the very beginning. John 13, 1, he, talking about Jesus, he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. John doesn't say he taught them to the end, or he worked very hard to the very end. He says he loved them to the end. And John is writing this because John had experienced this, and he knew it to be true in his relationship with Jesus. Even when Jesus had such little time left, he was still making time for them, pouring into them, sticking to his mission of keeping this a large rock. His family, his disciples, those close to him, the most important people in his life. I don't know about you this morning, but when when I'm looking at achieving and connecting, while I'd love to hear at the end of my life, he worked hard, he was great at his job, he was very successful, what I'd really like to hear more than anything is those words that John said about Jesus. He loved them to the very end. That's what I wanna hear from my wife, from my children. He loved them to the very end. So why not start this week why not start this week and come up with a plan? Make it a goal to find time to connect with those in your life who you love dearly. Because the truth is, I think every one of us would say, well, well, that's always a goal. I mean, that's always something I want to do. But I wonder how many of you find yourself at the end of each week realizing, ah, another week's gone by. And I didn't get to do what I was really hoping to do. I, I didn't find the time because there was so much other stuff that filled my jar. So maybe it's time to start making a plan. And these plans could be simple. It could just be as simple as, as a meal time together as a family. Hey guys, we can't do this every night, but we're gonna choose a night in the week and it's gonna be a family meal time. We're gonna eat together. We're gonna switch the phones off. We're not gonna have the TV on. We're, it's gonna be some quality time of us together as a family. 
It could be a game night. It could be a date night with your spouse. But if you don't plan it, if we're not intentional about doing something like this, I guarantee you all these other rocks will find their way into your jar. So when you think of family, think of ways that you can not just find time, but find time to connect. Time to connect, time to be present, time to be with those who you love. Quality time. And as well as time to connect, maybe another goal we could set ourselves this week is is what it would look like to find time to grow. Time to grow. When I look at family, my spouse, my kids, I feel like not only am I looking for time to connect, I'm looking for time to grow. And here's, here's what I mean by that. Back in the beginning of the Bible, in the, the Old Testament, right back in the, the very beginning, there's a book called Deuteronomy. It's one of the earliest books in the Bible, and um, the Jewish people are just started to become a people of their own. Um, you read all about them in the, the first five books of the Old Testament, their history and how they came to be. And there's an incredibly famous um, passage in Deuteronomy chapter four, and it's, it's so famous, it's, it's still repeated to this day, to Jews around the world this day will still repeat this. It's, it's almost kind of like a prayer, a pledge that they say every single day, and it dates all the way back to the time of Moses. And listen to what Moses said to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 6. He said, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. So the people of Israel, they'll repeat this every day, that the the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, that we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength. Hundreds of years later, Jesus was asked um, uh, by some people, you know, what's the most important thing in in the law? What's the most important thing of God's commands, in in your opinion, that we should follow? And there, there were dozens, there were hundreds of commands that God had given. And Jesus, tapping into this verse, he repeated, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. He then added, the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus was quoting this passage that we we now know is called the Shema. Moses was the first to give this instruction to the people of Israel. But listen to what he says next. So he's just told them what they need to remember, what they need to quote. But then listen to the next verse, verse seven. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home. And when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Moses is saying, this is so important for you to understand and remember. This this will be part of your identity as people of God, as the people of Israel. That you are to repeat this. You are to remember this. Never forget that God is God. He is your Lord. He is your God. He is faithful. He is with you. And it's so important. I want you to repeat it to your children. I want them to get it. I want this to be handed down from generation to generation. And I think this morning as parents, we understand that, don't we? We understand that there are some things that we just want our kids to understand. There are some things we just want our kids to get. They're so important to us, whether it's keeping our kids safe or instilling values in them, that we'll say these things to our kids again and again. I mean, they're, they're simple things. It could be don't talk to strangers. Make sure you say please and thank you. Always look both ways before you cross the road. 
never listen to country music. Just, you know, I mean, that may be more at my house than, uh, than others' houses, you know, but, but these are things that we don't just say once, do we? We don't just say, you know, hey, don't talk to strangers and, and we'll hope they remember that. No, we say this again and again and again and again. We repeat it because we want to make sure that they grow up to be polite, that they grow up to be safe, that they grow up not listening to Luke Bryan. You know, things, important things like this, you know, we want to instill this into our children. And this is what Moses is doing here. Hundreds of years ago, thousands, hundreds of years before Jesus, thousands of years ago from us, he's given that same responsibility to the people of Israel. He's saying, this isn't my duty to make sure your kids get this. This is, this is your duty. As parents, you have to repeat this again and again to your kids to make sure they get this. And I think it's a great reminder to us this morning, hundreds of years later, of the responsibility that we too have as parents. It's, it's wonderful. I know right now many of you here this morning are, are parents, some of you are grandparents, and, and some of you, your, your, your kids, your grandkids, your nephews, your nieces, they're actually next door right now in Connect Kids. They're learning some wonderful things about how much God loves them, how special they are, that God has a plan for their lives, that they're unique and wonderfully made. We are so blessed here at Connect. We've got some incredible uh, members of staff who pour into the lives of our kids. We've got some incredible volunteers who spend time and, and, and share the love of Jesus with these kids, making such a difference in their lives. But how do you think their faith will grow if they only hear it for an hour on a Sunday morning or in a short time at youth group on a Sunday night? The truth is, like the people of Israel, if you're here this morning as a follower of Jesus, we have some responsibility as well to make sure that that continues on throughout the week. That continues on outside of just a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening. And, for this, and I think for some of us this morning, this rock, this, this, this time to grow, it might need to be a little bit bigger, a little bit more intentional in our lives. And I know for some it's like, well, Dave, <laughs> that's so hard because I don't know the answers to some of the questions they ask me. <laughs> I'm not sure I fully understand all of this yet. But I think through God's grace and God's love, if, if we choose to be intentional, he'll help us on that journey. He'll help us in that time that we spend with our kids and our grandkids and our nephews and our nieces as we pour into their lives. It doesn't have to be a grand affair. It could be a conversation in the car on the way to school or around the dinner table. Listening to how your kids' days went and looking for opportunities to, to frame the conversation around your faith. How do you think Jesus would have treated that person as they're talking about a situation of a, of a kid at school? What do you think the Bible teaches us to do in a situation like that? Just simple ways. If you have kids in Connect Kids each week, Thank you, Casey. I forgot to bring this up. Each week, your kids go home with just a simple sheet like this. Now, I remember when my kids were younger, sometimes we would find this in the car the following Sunday. I hadn't even made it out of the car. But maybe it's been a little bit more intentional saying, hey, let's, let's read through this this week. Let's find some time. Let's make some time with the kids this week. And you never know, as you're reading this, helping your kids learn about the Bible, about Jesus, you could be thinking, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's cool. We're all learning this together. But it'll only happen if we're intentional. 
Like time to connect, we can't just hope this week that things will be different. We've got to find the time. We've got to make the time to put the big rocks first. Whether it's time to connect with our spouse, our loved ones, our kids, or whether it's time to grow, looking for ways with our spouse, with our kids, to see Jesus grow in our lives. You know, one of the things that blew me away when I met with my friend Dana about his video, and we were talking about it, he said, Dave, it's not the, the fact that so many people have watched this video that surprised me, although that is kind of crazy that I'm just this guy in Purina, Illinois, and 20 million people from around the world have, have watched my video. He said, it's the comments below. He goes, I'm not a perfect father by any means. I'm trying. He said, but it broke my heart to see some of the comments. The top comment was somebody who said, imagine having a father that actually loved and cared about you like this. And 131,000 people liked that comment. 847 people responded to that comment. We can make a difference moving forwards. We can make sure that we're making a difference in the lives of our kids and our spouses and our families, but we've got to be intentional. Because we see around us evidence of people who, who are broken and hurting. Because maybe someone in their lives didn't make this a large enough rock. Didn't choose to put family over something else in their lives. And we can make a difference from today moving forwards. And as I close now and pray, because I think many of us are, are, are challenged by this and thinking, God, I do want to make a difference. I do want to make a priority here. I, wanna, I have every intention to do this, God. You know my heart, but the, the reality is at the end of each week, I just seem to find that I can't fit it in. So maybe I need to reorganize some things in my life. Maybe I need to put some first things first. I'm going to pray for that for us all here closing, but I want to pray for one other thing as well. Knowing that 131,000 people related to the comments in that video, I wish I had a dad who loved me like that. Maybe all this talk of family this morning has, has stirred something up in your life of a difficult family situation that you grew up in, that maybe you're currently in. Justin talked about this earlier when he said, talk, putting our burdens on Jesus. When we close out this morning, there's going to be a group here ready to pray with anyone who needs prayer. And maybe this morning, you need someone just to say a prayer with you because of some of the pain that you felt from your own family situations, difficult situations you've had in your family. Or maybe you just need someone here this morning to pray with you because you want to be a better dad or a better mom or a better husband, a better grandparent or a better uncle or an aunt. And you just need God's help in doing that. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much, Lord, and I think for many of us this morning, we would say, no, I've, I've made that a big rock. My family is important in my life, but the reality is I've probably not made a plan. I've probably not prioritized it enough. I've probably not um, made it been intentional about how to make first things first. And while this is important, I tend to find every week that I just run out of time. Another week goes by and I didn't get to do that, that quality time thing I wanted to do with my kids. Another week went by and I didn't get to spend that time helping my kids grow in their faith and their love and their character. Another week went by and I had every intention of trying to have that, that date night or that, that quality time with my spouse, but just another week went by. So God, I pray this morning, Lord, as we focus on this, this beginning of the year idea of putting first things first, that God, we would look at how we can be more intentional 
and making family a priority in our lives. In Jesus' name.